you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. And of course, on today's program, I want to talk about Missouri's biggest NFL draft class in many, many years. Of course, part of that is Tyree Gillespie, who went to the Oakland Raiders. And later on in this program, I talked with your boy Q, who is the host of Locked On Raiders and one of my favorite programs on this network, Locked On Bets. And he and I had a really fun conversation, so I want to share that with all of you later in the program. But first, of course, we should probably lead with Nick Bolton, who is not only the highest player taken for Missouri in the second round, 58th overall, but also he's a Kansas City Chief, which not only excites me, but I'm sure it excites a lot of you who are listening to this program. Now, really, ever since former Texas Longhorn great Derek Johnson left Kansas City, really it's been kind of a rotating core of middle linebackers and inside linebackers in general in Kansas City. So perhaps Nick Bolton is the guy to stabilize that position finally for the Chiefs. And interestingly enough, of course, uh, a few months back, I I was wondering if perhaps Nick might be a Chief, but I was thinking that that would be with the 31st overall pick. Now, obviously, at that time, that was considered a little bit of a drop for Nick Bolton. Mock drafts, Months ago, had him going in the teens, perhaps the 20s. So I actually had some pushback from Missouri fans when I said, well, what if he were to fall to 31 to Kansas City? Well, obviously, 58 is a pretty significant drop for Nick. So what exactly happened there? Well, first of all, I think a large part of it is just positional value. In this day and age, the day of the middle linebacker being a, don't get me wrong, the middle linebacker is always going to be an important position, but it's not as important as your edge rushers, your cornerbacks, or arguably even your free safeties or interior linemen. It's just not going to get the type of money, frankly, percentage of the salary cap at that position that it used to. A lot of that has to do with just the passing nature of football, without a doubt. But also... We all know that Nick Bolton is not exactly the prototypical size linebacker. At, he only listed five foot eleven at Missouri's pro day, but at two hundred thirty-seven pounds, he's not exactly small. You can't call him small. That's a dense, strong human being. And quite honestly, if his height is a big reason why he fell almost a full round than maybe was expected, well, that's a pretty stupid reason, in my humble opinion. But of course, there could be other reasons why he dropped, and most specifically, maybe his medical evaluations weren't quite where we wanted, or where Nick wanted, because we all know Nick didn't play his best football the last two games of the season. I don't know if he ever said so, but he was clearly hurt. We know that that ankle was bothering him, and perhaps it's not fully healthy yet. Maybe he isn't able to completely show teams that, hey, I'm, re- I'm good and ready to go. And especially in this COVID-19 sort of strange season and year that we've all had, well, that's made evaluating kids all the more difficult. So maybe Nick suffered from that a little bit. But regardless, 
in the long run, I think this is as good of an opportunity as Nick could have. It's a position of need for the Chiefs and a good organization, too. I just don't want to see guys languish on bad teams. That's clearly not going to happen to Nick Bolton. And you know what? Sort of like Nick Bolton, I think, would have been drafted higher if this was 10, 20 years ago. I think you could probably say the same thing about Larry Roundtree, a guy who is a punishing, physical, durable running back that is a type of player that can definitely take 20, 25 carries a game. Even at the NFL level, I think he can possibly do that. But he's not the most versatile player in the world, to be frank. So I think that's why he fell all the way to the sixth round, which was to be expected. But again, I think if this was 20 years ago, Roundtree is looked at quite a bit differently as a prospect as maybe a third, fourth rounder or so. But since he's not really a pass catcher, since he's not a special teams contributor, he's going to have to be able to run the football between the tackles and pick up short yardage. So going to the Los Angeles Chargers, I actually think is a good fit for Larry and his skills because Austin Eckler for the Chargers, he's a really good player, not necessarily a punishing style runner though he's much more of a I don't know I don't want to call him a finesse runner but eh, what the heck I will just for lack of a better word but he's definitely a really good pass receiver too so perhaps Roundtree's skills actually fit well and complement Eckler's well and the other thing is there are not a lot of guys whether it's Justin Jackson or whoever it might be not a lot of guys in that Chargers running back room that have really distinguished themselves, again, other than Austin Eckler. And congrats to Larry Borum, who is selected by the Chicago Bears. And as I said in my live reaction videos to all these picks, which you could have seen at Twitter or Facebook at Locked on Mizzou, well, Borum is just blessed with size. He's the special guy that actually needs to slim down a little bit, if anything, and he has slimmed down quite a bit, apparently, in the last few months. You know, you just can't teach size. You notice, I don't know, the the draft was in Cleveland. You may have noticed Joe Thomas, a former all-pro left tackle. Well, he doesn't look like an offensive lineman anymore. He looks like just an average Joe, to use a bad cliche there. He just looks like a, a civilian at this point because that's his natural body. He had to put on a ton of weight to be the 300-pound man that he needed to be. Well, Borum is the opposite, and that's actually maybe a good thing for him. Here's a guy who, just again, a massive human being who maybe just needs to get some more refinement in his technique and, again, lose a little bit of weight, get a little in a little bit better shape. I think he's an interesting developmental prospect for the Bears or any team for that matter, but obviously he ended up in Chicago, and after a year or so, you never know. Borum could be a starter for that Chicago unit. I think it's possible. And by the way, since we're talking rookies here, obviously, on the program, let's talk the offensive Rookie of the Year odds really quick over at betonline.ag. And as you might imagine, Trevor Lawrence is the favorite at 13-4 to with Justin Fields, Trey Lance, and Mac Jones not too far behind him, and Zach Wilson also at 7-1, to as is Mac Jones. But then, to me, you start getting into some fairly interesting odds. Kyle Pitts at 11-1 to is okay, but really, I'm surprised that Najee Harris is 14 to 1 and Travis Etienne at 20 to 1. A couple running backs who should see a lot of volume next year. And that's one thing you need to win rookie of the year, right? 
is stats, and it's hard to get stats without volume. Well, I think the Steelers are going to give Harris the ball a ton. Etienne is going to be a weapon out of the backfield, not only as a runner, but as a receiver as well, quite quite clearly. So I'd take a look at either one of those two over at betonline.ag. And when you do, when you sign up for your first deposit, definitely use the promo code Locked on for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Well, I know my frequent co host on this program, Blake Stark, was none too pleased to see our friend Joshua Bledsoe end up in New England. Blake, of course, being the foremost Patriot and Tom Brady hater on the planet as far as I can tell. But you know what? I think this is a good thing for Josh Bledsoe. I'll just say if Bill Belichick likes you as a safety or really any defensive player, but seems like he's got a good eye for that position. So, so again, if Belichick likes you, you know what? I think that's a good sign possibly for Bledsoe and his future. He's a versatile safety, hard hitting guy can cover multiple positions. I don't know. Hopefully he's got a shot to make that roster and have a long career without question. And before I get to my interview with your boy Q, well, just wanted to let you guys know one more piece of Missouri news. Tiger corner Jadarius Perkins has entered the transfer portal. And if you need a bit of a refresher on who Jadarius is, he was one of the top five junior college players in the country in the last recruiting cycle, just showed up on campus in January, had been taking a few first-team reps, at least, in spring ball to at least see what we had in him. Well, obviously, he's gone now. And frankly, if there was anybody on the team that you would think would pull the ripcord in sort of a semi-surprising way, well, it might have been him because Lord knows his recruiting trip to Missouri was rather circuitous. So I don't know. Perhaps he was homesick, but it sounded like the fact that David Gibbs, Coach Gibbs, former defensive backs coach here at Mizzou, the fact that he moved on to another opportunity may have had a big factor in Jadarius Perkins moving on as well. But you know what? Without further ado, here's my discussion with your boy Q of Locked On Raiders discussing the newest Raider, Mr. Tyree Gillespie. Joining me now on the phone line is John Miller. He's the host of Locked on Mizzou, and you can find the podcast on at Locked on Mizzou. We're going to talk all things Tyree Gillespie, fourth-round pick of the Raiders. Matter of fact, number 143 overall. And, John, I definitely appreciate your time. And I saw your instant reaction uh, interview – or not interview, but video that you put out about Tyree being selected, saying that uh, he he basically made some good money having a really good showing at Mizzou's Pro Day. Was it just him running the 40, or was it just everything that he did in general? Well, you know, honestly, I do think he did run a four, four, three, forty-yard dash at Mizzou's pro day, and you know, quite honestly, I do think that made him a bunch of money. That had to at least push him up, probably around maybe two, possibly even three rounds. And as I mentioned before, it just seems like the Raiders traditionally, even though Al Davis is no longer with us, well, Mark Davis is obviously still with us. It sure seems <laughs> right. like they just love pure speed they've always been a team that loves the 40 yard dash so that's the thing about Tyree I think he's obviously he's got the pure speed and he's got the aggression too and that's something that I really like about him as a prospect 
Yeah, he uh, from all the videos that I was watching of him. I mean, when he arrives and hits the ball carrier, he arrives with uh, with bad intentions. Like he really comes and tries to lower the boom on him. No doubt about it. And I think, you know, if you want to criticize something about him, maybe every once in a while he's taken not the best angles in the world. And maybe he's just a maybe a so-so tackler at the NFL level. But I'm telling you, it's not from a lack of want to or a lack of aggression. Tyree is actually, despite the fact that he ran such a really good pro, sorry, such a really good 40-yard dash at Mizzou's Pro Day, he was not a highly regarded guy coming out of high school, but obviously a really good athlete and somebody to me who's a developmental prospect who, if you can just maybe teach him a little bit of the nuances of the game, maybe just a little bit more, he could be a gem for the Raiders. And quickly, I do want to tell you about our title sponsor, and that is Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. Yes, they have new flavors coming in all the time. So go to builtbar.com, figure out what suits your fancy, maybe grab a variety pack, and then really zero in on exactly what type of flavor you like. Frankly, anything that has coconut in it is right up my alley. They're just so nice and chewy, and mm, my mouth's starting to water. Right now, just thinking about it. In fact, I should go reach for a built bar after this read immediately. So I'll advise you to do basically the same and go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off of your next order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. As far as him you know, playing the safety role, would you consider him strictly a box safety or do you feel like he's a guy who can play the single high as well? You know what? Honestly, I think he's probably more of a free safety type just at his size at the NFL yeah. level. I think he measured out about six foot, 207. So, you know, and honestly, with the Raiders, you know, Jonathan Abrams to me is more of your, hey, put him in the box and, and yeah. put a hurting yeah. on a guy type guy, right? So, uh, you know, if, if to me, Tyree is more of, yeah, like a cover one, cover three type single high safety. I guess the one thing, despite his really good straight line speed, maybe you might question can he cover you know that much field at the NFL level side to side you know for a guy obviously he's a mid-round pick all these guys are going to have question marks but I think if if you want to see something out of Tyree can he do that can he open up his hips and cover the entire field side to side that's something you'll want to see but I will just say on, on a plus side for Tyree, too, he does have some special teams experience at Missouri, too, especially he got on the field early at Missouri as a freshman in special teams. So that may be a way he makes the Raiders as well. Yeah, no, special teams is definitely a good way to get off through the field early. You'll be, you know, quality depth as well. Uh, as far as just how he was on the field with the rest of his teammates, uh, was did you consider him a big-time leader or did you just kind of one of the guys? From all accounts, he's just, you know, a good dude and, you know, one of the leaders on the team. He's been around for four years. You know, I think he is a leader for sure. Maybe just a leader by example. I don't know that he's necessarily the most uh, verbose guy in the world. Just, you know, I haven't heard that. I, I can't really speak to that having not been in the locker room, obviously, right. especially, gosh, this 2020 season. Hardly anybody had any access, right? But I will just say, if you want to look for some more positives for Tyree, I thought 
really, he may have played his best ball in the first game of the season against the Alabama Crimson Tide. And also, I thought, just against Kyle Pitts in coverage in the Florida game down in Gainesville, wow. I thought he had some good moments there against Pitts as well. And and to me, you know, this has become an obvious opinion, but in the middle of the season, I just thought, my God, Pitts is an obvious star. So if, if Tyree can hang with him at least a little bit, that, that's a good sign to me. Yeah, absolutely. Pitts might go down to be like the best player that was in the draft that wasn't a quarterback. I mean, that's just how how good he he looks like he's going to be. So, yeah, if he's able to run with them, uh, that's that's pretty impressive. Do you feel like he's a guy that still has a, a, a lot of growth, like like he has a lot of room to grow and that he's he, his work ethic is strong enough where he can grow into into bigger and better things? Yeah, actually, I do, because, again, weirdly, I almost think because he wasn't the most highly recruited guy in the world but you know maybe he just didn't have that much football experience necessarily or maybe safety experience so you think okay this guy has some obvious athletic ability some athletic skills and yeah like I say from all accounts he's a good guy a guy who's liked by his teammates and a hard worker and again just you see the 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 hurting he put on JT Daniels in the Georgia game on a blitz for instance he's not afraid of contact you know like to take a basketball example you know analogy maybe like I can always I always like the guy who's who maybe is shooting a little bit too much because I feel like he I can rein him in a little bit because he's not afraid whereas the guy who's maybe afraid to take the shot well you know what Tyree Gillespie is not afraid to take a shot on anybody so I I like I like an aggressive guy on my football team that's just my bias yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm with you 100%. I'd much rather tell a guy you got to rein it in instead Absolutely. of telling a guy I need more from you. <laughs> I, I feel like that in every sport. I really do. Exactly. I agree. No, I agree 100%. And, you know, a lot of folks said that, you know, the Raiders reached when they not only drafted him in the fourth round, but they traded up to get him. Is, is that kind of the approach that you took? Or, I mean, I know we talked about him making money at Mizzou's Pro Day, but did you kind of feel like maybe where they grabbed him in the fourth round and having to trade up for him was a little high as well? Uh, you know, to be perfectly honest, when it comes to fourth round safety prospects, uh, I wouldn't be a big, hey, I'm going to trade up to get this guy necessarily. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense in terms of value. But, you know, <laughs> it's hard for me as a Mizzou fan to talk him down, obviously. But no, I'm with you. I, I think it's a little bit odd that you would ever trade up in at that point in the draft to to get a safety but hey I mean if he ends up being a guy who's a starter on your team well hey it's worth it you know honestly again I'm a Chiefs fan Q and you know a, a few years ago the Chiefs gave up a lot to get Patrick Mahomes. And the moment they did it, I said, guess what? If he turns out to be a, a quarterback, a really good quarter, I mean, way beyond what we thought. But even if he had turned out to be a solid starter, it would have been worth it. Yeah, I'll tell you, man, I was at that draft when they traded up. I think they went up from, what, 24 to 10? Yep. Um, that was, I was standing right there. It was in Philadelphia, man. I was standing right there at the steps, uh, the Rocky steps. And as soon as they traded up, I knew exactly why. I was like, oh, my God, they're going to trade up for Patrick Mahomes. And this dude's going to turn out to be a stud. And, well, I ain't got to tell you. The rest is history. But, uh, you know, it's, it's funny, though, you mentioned that you're, you know, a Chiefs fan because you said that in the video. And you said, hey, you know, I think that the Raiders got a good guy. I hate to say it as a Chiefs fan. <laughs> is, is that more from just you covering, you know, Mizzou and covering him? Or because, hey, this dude could actually be an a impact player that, you know, the Chiefs are going to have to face twice a year. 
You know, honestly, that was just me kind of kidding around just as a, as a Chiefs fan. I, I was just kind of, I just wanted to needle people like you, Q. You know, I, I can't, we're buddies now, right? But we're, we're best friends now. But, you know, I, I got to needle you a little bit since you're a Las Vegas Raiders guy. And, and frankly, I'm impressed with myself for saying Las Vegas because normally I say Oakland or possibly even Los Angeles every once in a while. But so, Q, can I just ask you something? I, I know yeah. you're a California guy, right? How are you doing with this Las Vegas thing? so far you know i wasn't a big fan of it when it was started talking about you know oh my gosh they're gonna go to vegas and i, I was really i was probably the last guy that believed that it was really gonna happen i was in denial but i mean as a guy that had been going to the coliseum for years i kind of knew what the situation was and i knew that they needed a new stadium and if they weren't going to get it done in oakland they, they had to go somewhere and I, i'll tell you i'd much rather them be in vegas than la uh, I didn't want them to share a stadium with the Rams or share a stadium with the Chargers. So I'd much rather them be in Vegas by themselves and just be a bigger fish in a, in a smaller pond and just kind of own that market. And, I mean, if you think about Vegas, it kind of it kind of makes sense that the Raiders are there, right? I mean, if, if there's any team that's going to be in Vegas, why not be the Raiders? No, I, I'm with you. It does sort of make sense thematically, right? It's like, we, yeah. yeah, the Raiders, the – yeah, we're going into the, the, the biggest gambling market in the country. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It, it does sort of make sense, doesn't it? But, no, I, I actually had never thought about that as far as the Los Angeles angle. But I agree with you. I mean, look at where the Chargers are right now. They barely right. have a fan base. I mean, it seems yeah. like they have more fans in San Diego still than they do in Los Angeles. So, yeah, I think it would have been similar with the Raiders at this point. Point, especially yeah and you don't want any part of Stan Kroenke those of us who are no. uh, Missouri people know no you don't want any part of that guy <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right well this is good man it sounds like you know Tyree's a guy who go in there and compete at the very end of the day he could be you know a, a special teams guy he can maybe push Jonathan Abram for some action or or push uh, the uh, the other the other safety for some action whatever just kind of you know be a uh, be a competitor and, and get out there and, and be like I said depth so it sounds like uh, it sounds like it's not a bad pick at all, uh, and I definitely appreciate you kind of spending a couple minutes breaking down, you know, what you've seen from him uh, while he was at Mizzou. Uh, let me ask you this: What do you have coming out on the podcast throughout the course of the week that uh, that, that fans could be on the lookout for? Well, you know what, Q. Thanks for asking, and uh, you know, I, I had some videos out on my uh, on, on my social media on Twitter, Facebook at Locked On Mizzou, just breaking down all the picks, my live reactions. But you know what? Uh, tomorrow morning, uh, Monday, as we talk here, I'm going to be recording and just kind of giving uh, maybe some more in depth reactions to all the Missouri NFL draft picks, and of course, anything that comes up with Tiger football. Tiger basketball, all that good stuff. And hey, guess what, everybody? I'm actually a big fan of Locked On uh, Locked On Bets, and your boy Q does a heck of a job hosting that thing with, with Lee Sterling. So check that out if you want to make some money. That's my advice to all of you. There you go, man. I like it. I like the plug. <laughs> that's, that's a professional plug right there, everybody. That was. That was classic right there. That was a good one, man. John Miller, host of Locked On Mizzou on Twitter, at Locked On Mizzou, uh, talking with me with all things Tyree Gillespie, fourth-round pick of the Raiders, number 143 overall in the draft. John, thank you so much for your time, my man. I appreciate you. Hey, I appreciate you, my friend. Q, you are smooth as hell. I enjoyed being here, man. And that'll do it for this edition of Locked on Mizzou, but be sure to check out today on the Locked on Today podcast. The draft is over. Who won? Who lost? Well, that's the cue of the day. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked on Today podcast. Follow the Locked on Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
And you know what? I'm John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou. Thank you.